You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It is Gordon Damer filling in for Dave on this Saturday morning. Maybe we'll get some answers on that. Much like the Yankee offensive struggles, maybe we'll get some answers on that as uh, we move along here, taking you uh, up until Well, I don't noon. have an answer for either one. Okay. Um, well, one of which you are kind of in control of, right? Now, is that something we generally do on Saturdays, like a, a heavy, like you're setting a vibe of uh, like Frank Sinatra? Of course. That is something you do generally on Dave's show on Saturdays? Just the vibe. Well, I haven't worked Dave's show in probably like over like two or three years, so. Uh, right. Well, in fairness, I'm Dave does take a lot of vacation, so it's kind of, you know, it's, <laughs> it's very hit or miss. You know? Listen, I, I I don't know if you should be the guy talking about vacation. Well, I take two weeks. I took two weeks. That's, that's I'll, I'll grant you that's a long vacation, but it's not unheard of, right? Like. I know before I took vacation, Larry and I were filling in for Dave and Rick, the R&R boys, rest and, relaxa- rest and relaxation guys, uh, in the morning. And I, came, I took two weeks, and I come back, and I'm still filling in for Dave. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how much vacation time this guy has. And it's crazy because uh, prior to that vacation, it was probably the last time I worked with you. It was uh, almost a right. month ago. So It was almost It was a while ago, yeah. I was just I I didn't know it. It's just thrown me off. Like I get like the the my way. It kind of worked with with the the cut that you were playing from from Aaron Boone earlier. But I don't know if we want to go. Just you know whatever Dave's normal rotation of music is. Just keep it all the same. That works for me. I don't think that we want to be making any major decisions about Dave's show while Dave's not here. Fine. Gotcha. All right, one 919 ESPN. I think that makes sense, right? I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm, I'm overstepping my bounds or anything like that. Listen, at, at this point, at this point is your show. Uh, you could do as you please. No, no, just for, no, don't just for, say just that. For, just for today. Just for today. Just for today. Okay. Well, I would say uh, a little less. You know, like maybe I, I'm not saying that I am the uh, the go-to guy for up-to-date modern music. Like what's going on in music today? That's that's not really my my bag. But maybe something a little bit more, you know, on brand than the, the Frank Sinatra every commercial break. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. By the way, today's New York Mets injury report is brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Spine, and Sports Medicine. And, yeah, the Mets have had some, uh, some injuries here, right? Escobar's on the 10-day ten, ten injured list. You had the Carrasco injury. Taiwan Walker, he's now uh, down with the back injury. But here's the thing with the Mets. As every day that the Mets injury report does not include either Jacob deGrom or Max Scherzer, it kind of feels like that's all you have to worry about. And as I said, I was away for a while. I would like to be, I guess, the latest. I'm assuming that this has already kind of happened while I was away. Uh, I would like to be the latest to congratulate the Mets on winning the 2022 World Series. Uh, I would have, as I said, I would have done it earlier, but I, I was away. I'm now... I'm not sure. Are they still going to play the World Series this year? Because I don't really think that there's a reason why. I mean, it's clearly going to be uh, a coronation, right? It's not really a competition. It's a coronation. We all know the end game at this point. They have the two best starting pitchers for a franchise that's been built on starting pitching forever. They've got two guys who are two of the best of all time. They've got a closer who is basically unhittable. I mean, his strikeout per nine innings is 18. I mean, that's you have a better chance of striking out than anything else against that guy. The offense, it feels like every single day they're scoring runs early and often. Uh, they rarely lose, but when they do lose, you know, the next game they're going to come right back. I think, what are they, 30, 
35 and 10 after a loss. Well, I don't know how many losses. I got to figure out how many losses. I think they've lost only 10 games all year after a loss. So I think the only thing left to do is print up the World Series tickets and plan the parade route. I don't, I don't see how anything could possibly derail them. And uh, so any day that the Mets have an injury report that does not include Jacob deGrom or Max Scherzer, that is a good day. And that's the Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Spine, and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. Now, before we go back to the phones at 1-800-919-ESPN, if you want to get on the Mets uh, championship pursuit here, you certainly can. The Yankees issues. Uh, There was one other thing about the Yankees I did want to bring up. There's this one other story that's out there, and I feel like, I I don't know, maybe nobody else has brought this up. People brought the story, but the, the, the takeaway I have, I don't think anybody else has brought up. Have you seen that in, I guess it's in like the last 24 hours, people have speculated that the reason why Tom Brady is away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know if people are speculating on this serious, I can't tell if it's, if it's sarcasm or not, but they're speculating the reason why he's away is because he is performing on The Masked Singer. And that sounds ridiculous, and I think it is ridiculous. If if that's actually true, that would be one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in my life. That would be that would be the Yankees will retire Joey Gallo's number before that. That Tom Brady, I think, appears on right now. Maybe after his career is over, right? Maybe that's a possibility. But there's no way. That Tom Brady is like people on the internet. They got to go outside. They got to go take a break from the computer, go outside, stare at a tree, get involved in nature. Something you got to get off the computer because it's rotting your brain. If there's any, I don't know that anyone actually does believe this, but if they do believe this, they've got to take a break from the computer. They've got to go out. They've got to find a new hobby, something involving interacting with actual people not a computer screen because there's absolutely I, I feel confident there's absolutely no chance that Tom Brady is involved in the mass singer and, and the reason why people feel this way is that he's away from the I mean this is like the the flimsiest uh, conspiracy theory maybe ever but the reason that the thinking is is that he's away from the team he's not given a reason why it seems like nothing has to do with his family or anything like that but he's needed this time of, of, of a break. And, of course, he has a contract once his, his football career is over to be, you know, working for Fox. Mass Singer is a Fox show. That, if that's all you got, that's the most ridiculous thing. And, and I would say I, I don't watch it anymore because my kids are a little bit older. But when it first started, the kids, you know, kind of liked watching the Mass Singer. So we'd watch it as a family. It was some family programming. Everybody who's on them, unless they've changed the format, I don't know, but people perform and you hear them sing the songs and you can't see their faces. But if Tom Brady were on that show, now that this is brought up, you would be able to go to the shows themselves and say, oh, that definitely sent, like, it's kind of hard to place people because you have no context for who the person could be. It could be somebody from politics. It could be an actor. It could be a, an actual singer. It could be somebody from that was famous in the 70s. It could be anybody, right? 
But if you if you have if something could be narrowed down to does this sound like Tom Brady, I feel like that would have been pointed out, right? Like if there was somebody that's already performed on the show that sound, well, oh boy, that really kind of we we kind of know what Tom Brady sounds like, and I think it's fair to say Tom Brady's not going to be a good singer, right? Like he's got enough he's got enough things that in the in the win column. Being a good singer, if he were a good singer, we would know about that by now. So I find it, A, very hard to believe. It sounds ridiculous that that would even be brought up if, it, if anybody was being serious to begin with. But it would feel like if that were the case, like this started its kind of speculation, somebody would have went to the show, watched it, found a clip, posted it online, and said, hey, look, this is clearly Tom Brady. And nobody anywhere, so far as I know, because I do go outside and I do interact with people once in a while, would have pointed that out at some point, I would think. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up 1030, we will, of course, have Stump Rothenberg. That staple remains. Unlike the music choices in and out of segments, that staple remains. And then at 11 o'clock, we will do, uh, of course, my uh, favorite segment, uh, what I learned on TikTok. And I've been away for two weeks, and the Yankees have lost every single game. I haven't been able to gamble on vacation, so I've been on that TikTok round the clock. So I learned a lot, so we'll put Jacob and, of course, um, Harvey in the hot seat coming up at 11 o'clock. But let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, Subi is in Midtown. Subi, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon. A common theme with all the New York sports teams right now, I think, is the leadership. And with the Yankees especially, I think I called about this before, Aaron Judge is a good leader. But you need a rah-rah-rah guy right now. I think with the past championship teams in all sports, there's been like definitive leaders and I don't know if these players are call- – I think they're more friends between themselves. I don't think anyone's calling anyone out. And that goes with all four sports teams right now. There hasn't been one guy who's lasted two or four years who's been championship-like mentality that we've seen in the media really calling people out left and right. I used to see that with the Giants all the time. And leadership starts from the top. Let's see, ownership, um, general manager, coach. Uh, let's see who, who – who comes out on top in 2023 with, in terms of leadership. And uh, I was hoping for a playoff team this year to go to the championship, but I don't think that's true. I don't know. Maybe the Mets. That's it. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Mets are certainly uh, rolling right now, and if you are to draw up what you would want, the Mets have it right now, right? They have two guys atop the rotation who are absolutely electric. Are If you were to draft, if you were to say right now, starting at this point in, at this point in time, Every guy's a free agent, um, and you're going to build a team to win this year in October. If you were taught, I mean, maybe you, you, you might focus more on, on bats than pitchers, but if you were to draft pitchers, the Mets two guys would probably be one and two. Uh, with the way that they are pitching, the, you know, their reputations previous to this year, who they are as players, those two guys. And then you throw in at the end of the game another guy who's just completely unhittable in Edwin Diaz and an offense – that you know, it's, it's not uh, it's not a bad offense. It's not like they're struggling to score runs. I know they they you know they lost the series to the Braves, but still, every time that the Braves get remotely close, the Mets kind of it's almost like they're kind of toying with the the Braves a little bit. Every time the the Braves get a little close to the Mets, the Mets put the the pedal down and, and push the lead back up again. So uh, now it's three and a half right now. If it gets back down to two and a half, I have no I have all the confidence in the world the Mets will. You know, find a way to win a couple more games. The Braves—they're a better team than the Braves. Uh, I think we've seen that. Even with the Braves winning that series, the Mets are a better team this season than the Braves. 
And if they can't beat the Braves this year with a three-and-a-half game lead as we're getting to you know now late August, the two most hittable pitch, uh, unhittable pitchers in baseball to start the rotation, the most unhittable pitcher at the end of the rotation, an offense that ranks right there with uh, you know good offenses. Uh, you now have Francisco Lindor doing what he's doing, Alonzo doing what he's doing. I mean, the Mets are, are rolling right now. So it's a, it's a good time to be a Met fan. And at this point, I don't think there's anything that can derail them. I don't think there's anything that can derail them. Speaking of bullpens, because I think a caller brought it up earlier about the Yankee. It took him a little while to find it. But you talk about the Yankee bullpen. That, to me, is almost more of a concern than the offense. Because I, I can't believe that the offense is going to be this bad. But coming up, let's get into the Yankee bullpen a little bit. Because that has been an outright – talk about building a bridge – It's been the bridge to nowhere, so we'll do that next. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Gordon, in for Dave, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. As much as I don't really want to focus on the Yankees anymore because it's uh, it's hard on the eyes, let's be honest. Last uh, couple of weeks, it's been hard. Been hard on the eyes, been hard on the stomach, it's been hard on other parts of the body as well. But two things, both pitching. A, the bullpen. I, I mean, I did not think that even with the injury to uh, to Michael King and the other injuries the Yankees have suffered in that bullpen, that this would be the disaster that has become. Because now, um, there, it's just it's hard to trust anybody out of that bullpen. Clay Holmes is injury. Hopefully, that is what's going to get him righted now that he's got some time away and he's he's gonna you know recover from his injury and and get back here and and maybe hopefully get back to the guy he was in the first half of the year where he was unhittable I mean he went that huge stretch he he gave up a run on opening day and then he didn't give up another run uh for like two months but since that point since that that I think it was against the Reds right where he just could not find the strike zone he has not been the same guy and you kind of need him to get back to where he was, certainly far closer to where he was earlier in the year than where he has been lately because the other options out of that bullpen uh, are not looking great right now. And I will say this, I do not care at, at this point how many scoreless appearances Araldis Chapman has from now until whenever the season ends. I will not trust him. He, he forget about the circle of trust. He has been excommunicated from the circle of trust. So I do not want to see him in big spots, even after you know he had those that run of of, of decent performances. Where you're thinking, well, with Holmes now hurt, Chapman goes back to the clip. No, I, I do not want him back in the closer's role. Now I don't know how you solve it outside of that, but I will not. Tr- I, I I don't know how anybody could trust him uh, at this point ever again. It's going to, I'm going to, it's like the, what was that old commercial? Was it Sprint? Was it one of the phone companies? Can you hear me now? What about now? What about now? It's still no. It's still, it's still a hard pass for me uh, in terms of a Raldis Chapman. So I, I don't know uh, how you're going to um, manage those late innings because the Yankee bullpen, and generally, I, you know, I've said in the past, I generally figure the, I, I generally trust the Yankees to kind of figure out the back of the bullpen, but unless. Holmes comes back and can get back to where he has been, or Loiza can get back to where he has been. That, to me, is almost more concerning uh, than the Yankee offense 
because I don't believe the Yankee offense as it's been here the last two weeks is is what it's going to be moving forward. But that Yankee bullpen, it's tough to find a, a lot of answers right now out of that Yankee bullpen. And then the other thing, pitching-wise, I have made plenty of excuses for Garrett Cole and his time with the Yankees. I do not want to hear any excuses today. He was paid to be a difference maker. He has to go out today and be a difference maker. If the Yankees aren't scoring any runs, he cannot give up any runs. He has to go out there and give the Yankees whatever they need. His job is to stop losing skids. And the last couple of times out, he's not been bad per se, but he has to be better. He has to be, he has to basically not give up any runs until the Yankees find a way to scratch across a couple of runs. They have to win today's game. If you've lost as many games, what is it, nine of ten or whatever it is? You're the guy who is paid to be your ace is paid to stop the losing skids, to stop the losing streaks. There is no excuses at all. I don't want to hear about, well, he just gave up a home run in the first inning. Oh, it was just a, you know, he just gave up. They they just happened to scratch across a couple of runs. No, you have to go out there and basically give up no runs. (laughs) I'm sorry. You have to do it every once in a while. And to get to, you know, October, that's where it'll ultimately be judged. But it's not just about October. We need you to step up at, at times during the regular season. And this would be an ideal time where Garrett Cole gets no excuses today, has to go out there and shut down a Blue Jays lineup that's really good. That's, what, that's why they're paying you $36 million, no question about it. And that is Diamond Notes brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. Of course, 1030. It is, of course, Stump Rothenberg. So you might want to start getting in on that right now. But let's go to uh, Brian is in West Palm. He wants to talk about the Yankees. Brian, what's going on, pal? How you doing? Can you hear me? I can. Just fine. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple of points. A-Rod brought up the, uh, a couple of points the other night on Sunday Night uh, um, Baseball. I just want to make a, a, a paraphrase him. Uh, lack of lefty hitting. They, they, the Yankees or Yankee Stadium. They need. Uh, they're missing Carpenter. Carpenter w- w- was w- was a great addition by the Yankees. Stanton is has been hurt, and they need they need Stanton back in the worst way because he protects Aaron Judge. Because you know Aaron Judge is trying to do it all on his own, and he's swinging at balls out of his out of the zone right now. He's swinging at sliders down and away. And the other guys have to pick it up. And I'm not a big Aaron Boone fan. When you're not hitting, you have to play little ball sometimes. And Aaron Boone refuses to do that. And Aaron Hicks should be sitting on the bench. He shouldn't even be playing anymore. Because this week against Tampa, he had, I believe, on Monday night, um, bases loaded and one out. And he hits into a double play. And you know the crowd went nuts and they started booing him. Yeah. That's, well, no, that's I, look, combin- with Hicks, yeah, it's been proven, Brian. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, you, you can't you can't be expect at this point if you're expecting him to turn things around, the the problem is you. <laughs> the problem is not him. The problem is you. Uh, and in terms of look, the Yankees have added some lefty bats. Last year they were exclusively right-handed, pretty much. They added Rizzo last year. They bring in Ben Attendi. Right now, it's more about getting productive hitters. Uh, the Yankees need more productive hitters. And even the guys who in the, are in the lineup, like Glaber Torres, I don't care that he doesn't hit left-handed. He's got to be better than he's been. He's been abysmal since the start of the month. And he's one of the guys that you're counting on. Ben Attendee's one of the guys you're counting on. And they have not done the job. So it's not about the guys that we always point out 
uh, Hicks or, you know, um, Donaldson per se. Uh, you expect more out of Benatendi and Torres, and they have not delivered. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. It is Stump Rothenberg, otherwise known when I fill in as Dupe Damer. We'll do it next. 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. And I think it's safe to say Dave has already been stumped. Dave will not get any questions right today. We can say that much for sure because I'm Gordon Damer filling in for Dave. And Stump Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Cooper Tire. So, look, this is Dave's segment. This is where he makes his his name, right? He knows everything trivia-wise, this thing, that thing. I do not make my name that way. In fact... I'm not, I don't think that I'm very good at it, although the numbers would tell you otherwise. I'm not generally a trivia maven. I usually can get enough of them right, but my area of focus is much more narrow than Dave's. Dave's is, is, what, Dave's is a circle, right? It, it goes in all directions, all the way around. Mine is much more pinpointed. Yes, sports to a degree. No, ho- Let's leave the hockey questions out. If you got a hockey question, what you do is you, you write it down on a piece of paper, and then you tear the piece of paper up and you throw it to the drain. I don't want any hockey questions. It's not, it's not going to make for interesting radio. But if it's if it's baseball, if it's football, maybe some basketball. Uh, but movies, TV shows, you know, 70s, 80s stuff. That's what I'm... Wrestlers. I, I can go wrestlers if you want to do it. Mid-80s wrestlers. It's a very narrow focus. It's not. I'm not a well-rounded person. I will say that. Uh, but let's do it. It is time for Stump Rothenberg. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, Chris is in Beth Page. He is as much a staple of this segment as Dave is. Well, I would, I would actually say, Chris, you're more of a staple. Dave's not here. You are. So, Dave, uh, Chris, you are first up on uh, Stump Rothenberg. I appreciate that, Gordon. Right. I never take a vacation. Never take I'm a like vacation. You're here every single Saturday, my friend. So congratulations to you. I might be that unpopular, simply uh, faced guy Dave was referring to. Is it? Time. Is that you? Is that? Did you make yeah. the promo? I might be the guy. I might don't know. be the guy. All right. Well, look, we all have claims. Uh, it's better have a claim of fame of that than nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, Gordon, who was the leading rusher in the 2010s, the decade of the 2010s? Who had the most rushing yards? Most rushing yards in the 2010s. Yep. <sighs> most rushing yards, 2010s. Ugh. Most rushing yards in the 2000s. <sighs> the first guy that comes, the two guys that come to mind right away, and it's uh, Steven Jackson and Arian Foster are the two guys that I would think of. You know, like those are guys that like led uh, in the decades. Hmm, the decade of the 2010s. Jeez. I can't even give you... Hmm. 
trying to think of big running backs who see those guys. They had, you know, uh, high ceilings but low floor. Like they were here and they were gone, right? So I'm trying to think of somebody who was good the entire decade of the 2010s. Somebody who was good the entire decade of the 2010s. Jeez. Frank Gore is a guy who put up, you know, like, that's a that's the type of guy I'm thinking of. Somebody who was not great like the other two guys that I mentioned, but guys that were good for a long period of time. Adrian Peterson. Jeez. Um, is this guy, let me ask you this, is this guy primarily an AFC guy or an NFC guy? It's funny. I'll give you a bit of a hint. He played a, for both. Uh, but I would say this. You probably know mostly for NFC. NFC. Yeah. Is it LaShawn McCoy? Give yourself a thing. Great, great. Oh, there we go. We got there. All right. Well, that, you know, Chris gave me a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a, I probably would have wanted Frank Gore uh, or Adrian Peterson, but then, you know. He said mostly NFC, so that, look, sometimes that's what you need. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Who should we go? Uh, Jacob, who should we go to next? Who do you like best of the bunch? Going to let you earn your producer's money today. Here. Let's go with Jonathan. All right, Jonathan is in L.A., and fittingly, Jonathan has a movie question, I believe. Jonathan, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Well, good morning, Gordon. So here's my question. You're a big back to the future guy. What's the name of Dr. Emmett Brown's dog? Oh, I've had this one before. Uh, uh, gosh, uh, Emmett Brown's dog. Oh God, I know it's either it's either like it's like it's either Einstein or um, is it Galileo or is it Einstein? I think it's Einstein. I think I've had this one before. I'll go with Einstein. Final answer. Yeah, final answer. He's 2-0, Gordon. Yeah, there we go. 2-0. All right. Well, look, Jonathan took it a little easy on me there. That's one I certainly would know, and that was certainly within the wheelhouse of things that I'm I'm looking at. So I don't know if that, you know, a degree of difficulty, I don't know if that one was all that high, but I'll take it. I, I like the gimmies. I just, in the box score, it'll look like a line drive the next day. Uh, let's stay, um, let's see here. Let's go to uh, Phil is on Long Island. Phil, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, Dave. How you doing? I'm Gordon, actually, but I've been called worse. Go ahead, Phil. You're doing great, man. Listen, Thank you. here's my question. Okay. Uh, who was the only player to win the Super Bowl MVP when you played on the losing team? Only player to win a Super Bowl MVP on the losing team. I know this. Uh... Oh, gosh. Um, it's a long time ago. Um... Uh, yeah, it was. I think I had this one before, too. Um, is it Chuck Howley? I'm going to go with Chuck you Howley. You got it. There we go. All right. I think I had that one before. This is like playing the, <laughs> the repeats. I fill in for Dave so often, I've gotten a lot of these questions already before. All right. 3-0. Can't beat that. Unless we can go somehow 4-0. Uh, let's go to Brian in Duchess. Brian, you are next up on Stump Rothenberg. Hello? Yeah, Brian. What you got, pal? Hey, pal. 
Oh, Hal. Okay. Well, not really close, but we'll take it. Hal, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Close enough. Okay. NBA. Uh-huh. Well, four, there's four teams that doesn't end with the letter S. Would you name them? Uh, four teams that don't end in the letter S. Um, well, obviously, the Heat is one. Okay. Um... Let me run through it here. Uh, do, do, do the Jazz, obviously. Yep. Uh, the Magic. And the yep. Thunder. The Thunder. You got them. There we go. Look at this. Oh. Wow, this is, this is an impressive run by me. Now, again, if there were some algorithm, if there were some analytic to uh, judge the degree of difficulty... I like that people have taken it to heart that I'm, I'm basically saying that I'm not very smart, so give me easy questions. Because those have been some, some fairly, I think fairly easy questions. Jacob, maybe you're the better judge. Um, although you don't fill in on this show that often either. So you just pipe down over there. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Rob is in River Edge. Rob, you're next up on uh, Stump Robinberg. That's Bob. Close enough, though. Bob, they're doing a t- – look, I'm doing a far better job. I can only go with what's on the screen, Bob. I apologize. At least you're no – look, Rob and Bob is a whole lot closer than Hal and Brian, so there you go. I don't know what to tell okay, you. Okay, baseball question for you. Okay. Most home runs at one ballpark or stadium? Ooh, most home runs at one ballpark or stadium. Jeez. All right. Um – I mean, my first, my first instinct would be um, Bonds, but he, you know, he switched teams. Wire uh, switched. No, let me ask you this, Rob: Is this somebody I've seen play or not seen play? No, you have not. I've I'll not seen very, this guy play. Old. Now you're saying in terms of his career, not just one season, right? Yes, in a career, yes. Uh, the fact I've not seen him play means I'm not going to get it. This is just going to be a shot in the dark. Um, He's a local player, give you that. Local guy, guy who played in New York. Correct. Nope. Okay, guy who played in New York. Uh, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. I'll say... Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's wrong because it's no way that this would be this obvious, but I'll say Mickey Mantle. Uh, no. What, the answer? Uh, how, how? Let me ask you this. How is it? Is it like I really never saw this guy? Like, it was like a thousand years ago? No way. no way you saw him play. He's a Hall of Famer, though. Uh, Hall of Famer played in New York. Uh, let me ask you this. Is, is it a team that's no longer in New York? Correct. Is it? Uh, is it like Mel Ott? It's Mel Ott. Correct. Hey, look at that! Well, that doesn't count as a win, but I'll, I'll take. Does that still count as a win? I don't know if that still counts as a win. I think that's a loss for me, but I'll take it anyway. Um, all right, one more for um, for Stump Rothenberg here, and let's go to uh, Mike. Is in the car. Mike, what's up, my friend? Hey, Gordon, how you doing? How are you? Good. All right, so. Political, politics. Oh boy, here we go. This is not going to be. Good. This is not going to be good. Ah, this isn't that hard. Okay. Who was Hillary Clinton's running mate in 2016? 
Hillary, oh gosh, uh, Hillary Clinton's running mate in 2016. I can see the guy's face. Uh, oh, it, it's a guy, didn't he like uh, run like the Democratic like National Committee or something? Uh, oh gosh, I know the guy. Hold on. Um, uh, was he from Virginia or something like that, right? Was he from Virginia? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. <sighs> Uh, guy, uh, 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 Tom, was it Tom Kane or Tim Kane or something like that? Tom Kane? No, that was the Jersey governor, right? Tom Kane? Tim Kane? Final answer? Uh, I don't like the way you said that. Hold on, let me think. Yeah, I don't know who else. I think that guy, I think it was named. I can see his face, but I don't know if that was his name. I'm gonna say I was just gonna say Kane. I'll I'll leave the Tim part out. Kane. I think it might be Tom yeah, Kane. He... Was it? Is it? Who, who is it? Final answer. Yeah, Kane. I'm just going with Kane. Who is Kane? Yeah, Tim Kane. Tim, Tim Kane. Kane. Okay. There we go. All right, that was not that bad. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. All right, look, it's a solid round. I don't think you can do. Look, I'm a fill-in, right? I'm not supposed to do well on this, and I did pretty well. So that's gonna take care of uh, Stump Rothenberg for another Saturday. And that's Stump Rothenberg brought to you by Cooper Tire. For high-performing, quality tires at affordable prices, come to Mavis Cooper brand tires, and Mavis always provides best-in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at MavisTire.com. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is Gordon filling in for Dave, only here on 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. A five and one round of Stump Rothenberg is about as good as you can ask out of anyone outside of Dave. Obviously, Dave is the best at it, but I think of all the people who have filled in, and with Dave's vacation time, there's a lot of people that have filled in. I feel like five and one, that percentage, whatever that is, what is that? It's higher than 80%. What is it, 85%? Almost 90%? 83 right? That has to be very high up there. A lot of questions. I answered them. Que- you know, it's amazing. You do that segment, and all you hear is criticism. Oh, you're taking too long. You're asking too many hints. You're doing this. You're doing that. I knocked them out. Did I knock them out of the park quickly today, Jacob? Yes or no? I wouldn't say they were jumping out the park, but... uh. Well, no. well, look, they look like line drives in the box score, my friend. I don't care how easy these questions are. If they've asked me those questions or if other people have asked me those questions before, that's not my fault. Like, there's only so much I can control, and that is getting the answers right. Listen, maybe, I, maybe I'm used to the Gordon Damon who just struts in a little more confidently. I didn't, right. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, that's not really my wheelhouse, although I have – I'm I'm always preparing myself for the worst. I'm always preparing myself for the time that I get every single question wrong because it's bound to happen at some point. You're going to have, uh, you know, if people really want to like stick it to you, they can stick it to you. You know, like I don't have that much of uh, depth of of trivia. You you can find those weird trivia questions that nobody really knows the answers to, but those. Those ones today, uh, I'm not going to say that they were the most difficult in the history of the Stump Rothenberg segment. I'm not going to lie to you there. Uh, I should tell you, though, hey, head out to the Mark Sasso annual softball game today. See Don LaGreca's all-star softball team 
with, among others, Ken Danico, Dan Grasso will be out there, Marty Lyons, and a whole lot more. It's today at 5 p.m. at Wagga Raw Field. That is a hard work, Wagga Raw Field in Hawthorne, also hard to say. It's fitting that Wagga Raw Field is in Hawthorne, New Jersey, because both of those things are very difficult to say. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Before we go back to the phones, I, as I said before, I, I just got done with vacation. I, I asked this question while I was away on vacation, and the numbers on the poll question did not match up to my reality. So I, I'll simply ask this. We went to the beach quite a bit on vacation, and every time I go to the beach, there's, it seems like every time I go, there's some guy there with a fishing pole. There's always a guy on a beach with a fishing pole. And I'm not going to ask the people who are doing the fishing because, look, they, they, there's, a, there's a motivation to lie. I would just simply ask the people who are at the beach and notice the guys with the fishing poles. Have you ever been at the beach and there's been a guy with a fishing pole and he's actually caught a fish? Because i got to be honest with you. I go to the beach, you know, when we're on vacation, we're on for two weeks. We probably go to the beach, you know, eight, ten times. Uh, you know, other times we'll go to the Jersey Shore. Just about every time I've gone, it, it, I, I would say every time I've gone, I have seen at least one person with a fishing pole. I have never once seen anybody even come close to catching a fish. There's never even been like, oh, my God, he's reeling him. Ah, oh, he got away. That, not even close. It, he, he, they, they, they cast it out in the, oh, whiz, you know, it goes right out into the ocean. He puts it in the, in the sand, right? So it's sticking up there. And there's not even been a nibble. This is not like Quint on the back of the boat where it's, you know, it's, it, the, 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 the shark is coming and it's just it's taking a little bit at a time, little tick, little tick, nothing. Jacob, have you ever been at the beach and seen somebody with a fishing pole actually catch a fish? Never. Never, I, I can right? honestly say even like walking by in the city and seeing the fishing poles, never, never. seen. Never. 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 Not even close, right? Like you've never even seen like, oh, my God, here it is. This is the day. And no. Like, what's the hit rate of that? It cannot be a very high hit rate. It has to be something, obviously, to get you out the house to... Right, that's what See, that's what I'm thinking, because it's always guys that are at the beach, generally with their family. Is it, is it like the golf thing, where it's like, you know, I just got to get out of here for a little while, so I'm going to go play golf for six hours and be gone all day? Is that like the, the, the beach equivalent of the golf, where you're like, you know what, I'm going to fish while we're at the beach, and I'm going to bring the fishing pole and see if we catch anything. But I, I got to be honest, I have literally never seen a single person catch, and I see, I see them all the time. I'm always worried I'm going to, like, walk into the line or something. No, nothing. Never seen anybody ever catch a fish. Not once. Not once. So I, I have to assume, like, they know they're not going to catch a fish. But I put that question up when I was on vacation, and it was like, eh, it was like 70-30. The people said, no, I've never seen anybody catch a fish. But even 30 seems high. I, like, how many days are you, are you going to the beach every single day? I don't know. See, it seems, uh, I feel like Russian bots got into the, the Twitter poll question when I asked it a couple of weeks ago. Doesn't, see, doesn't seem like it lines up. Doesn't seem like it lines up. All right, let's go back to the phones here. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And I should tell you, uh, coming up at 11 o'clock, speaking of uh, not a very high hit rate, what I learned on TikTok. It's a segment I'd usually do on my Saturday show in the afternoon where I'm on that TikTok app, and I learn so much by being on that TikTok app. So we've, we've tailored a little segment where I will give you four pieces of information, three of which I've made up, but one of them 
Sounds outrageous, but is absolutely true. So we usually put who's ever working the show, so that, of course, would be Harvey and Jacob today, in the hot seat. We'll do that coming up at 11 o'clock. But before that, let's go to the phones. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, my friend, what's going on? Hi, Gordon. Gordon, since the trade deadline, August 2nd, Mm -hmm. who has more wins? I don't know who. The New York Yankees. Okay, yeah, all right. Probably not the New York or Yankees. Jordan Montgomery. Well, I think the Yankees have more wins than Montgomery. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe one of those wins. It's probably about the same, right? I think they've won exactly three the games. Exactly the same. Three wins. Yeah. So it's, it's even. The three and 15. Right. And he's three and out. Yeah. All right, Gordon, I, I figured out the uh, schedule for the postseason, and I like it. I like what they did. But I would make one change. Now, you know what they're doing. The first two get a bye. Yes. Three plays number six, four plays number five. Right. They play three games in a row. Yep. Three gets all three there. Four gets all three there at their home. So there's no travel day, which I like. Big advantage uh, to the team with the better seed, which it should be, and no games in between. Plus, they didn't want too many days off for the one and two to rest because exactly. then you create no a situation where you lose momentum, right? Exactly. Everything is good. I would make one change further now. The next series, the first major series, is best of five. I don't like it. I, would, or I like seven games. But I realize you don't want the season goes to November 5th. But you can do it with the same thing in mind. And here's how I would do it. First of all, best of seven is better for them. They're more money, right? Better for the fans and better for television, right? So it's better all the way around, except you don't want to extend, extend the season, which I'm cognizant of. Here's how I do it. Same thing in mind. I would do best of seven this way. The first three at the away team, the worst uh, seeded team, first three at their home, one day in between for travel, and then four games at, uh, for, the other, for the better seeded team. So this way you can fit the seven games in the same slot. In other words, it's not the seven games that take up so much time. It's the it's travel the days. days. Right. Correct. I got what you're saying. Yeah, Rich, I hear what you're saying, you know, uh, and thanks for the phone call. I, you know, I, maybe it's because of the Yankees' slumps right now. I, it's, like, too far down the road. I can't think about the postseason right now. I'm too focused on getting the team to, to win a game more than once a week. That, would be, that was where my focus is right now. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.